Well, good evening, everyone. You know, I did four years of my seminary formation at a seminary just outside of Boston. I was there from uh, 2014 to 2018. And while I was there, I did a personal retreat a couple times at a, a Maronite monastery in central Massachusetts. It's near a small town called Petersham. This monastery is beautiful um, and it's very secluded, deep in a tranquil valley surrounded by hills and trees. And one day while I was on that retreat, as I was passing one of the monks who lived there, you know, I greeted him and I said, Hi, Father, how are you? And his reply, I'll never forget. He said, there is still a bit of the devil in me. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a funny response, but it can actually express a truth about all of us. There is still a bit of the devil in us because no one in this world has yet to overcome all attachments to some form of sin. And today's gospel story is a dramatic example of this. You know, there's a man with an unclean spirit in the synagogue. You know, I bet no one would have suspected much was amiss with this man. He was in the synagogue on the Sabbath. So he was obeying his Jewish, Jewish faith and obligation. It shows us that those under the influence of evil spirits may be found even in places of worship. On the outside, everything may have seemed in order with this man, but inside he needed healing. Likewise, none of us has yet the holy person we are called to be. You know, the man in the synagogue, he suddenly flipped when, he, when Jesus began teaching with authority. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. That's how he flipped out all of a sudden. And when, you know, when Jesus speaks, it's the word of God, and he challenged the man and showed him up for what he was. Likewise, Christ challenges us and reveals to us our areas for growth. Prayer and spiritual reading, especially scriptures, can reveal to us areas for improvement. The Lord can also reveal our need of his healing outside of prayer. Sometimes a, an event in our lives or our, our reaction to it may show a weakness or a lack of holiness to be addressed. In whatever way our areas for growth become clear, you know, such moments are a grace. It's, it gives us opportunities for the Lord to work on us, to heal us and, and transform us into the holy and wholesome person we are called to be, my friends. 
you know, such a painful moment occurred in an, in an extreme way for that man in the gospel today. Jesus cleansed the man of the evil spirit, but it was not easy for the man. It says the, the spirit convulsed him and, and it came out of him with a loud cry. You know, if, if overcoming our attachment to sin were easy, we would all be saints by now. The problem, of course, is, is that we don't want to face the spiritual, you know, convulsing, so to speak, involved in, in spiritual growth. It's easier to, to remain as we are than to, to let go of our ego and attachment to sin. And that's precisely why we can tend to shy away from it. You know, a second thing I want to point out, brothers and sisters, is, is that the power over evil spirits is, is still exercised by the church. And this is found most dramatically through formal exorcisms, but also in the other sacraments, particularly confession. You know, I can't express this enough, my friends. The sacrament of confession has great power for spiritual warfare. And those who are in spiritual bondage should seek the sacrament often. You know, I want to share with you some quotes from the famous Father Gabriel Amorth. He was the chief exorcist of Rome under the pontificates of St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict, Benedict XVI. Here are some, th some things Father Amorth said. Many times I have written that Satan is much more enraged when we take souls away from him through confession than when we take away bodies through ex exorcism. Another thing he said, the best exorcism is confession. It is the most direct means to fight Satan because it is the sacrament that tears souls from the demon's grasp. It strengthens against sin. It unites us more closely to God and helps conform our souls increasingly to the divine will. I advise frequent confession, possibly weekly, to all victims of evil activities. Again, he says this, in my experience, a good general confession, which I always recommend as a starting point, in conjunction with a devoted life of prayer and grace, is sufficient to end the afflictions. Without prayer and grace, exorcisms are ineffective. You now, my friends, the sacrament of confession is scheduled six days a week here, my friends. And you know what? St. Michael's is a confession factory. <laughs> I love it how many people go to confession here. And I assure you the devil hates that. Check our website or the bulletin for the schedule. And I urge you to take advantage of this powerful sacrament of healing that we offer in abundance here at our beloved church. The church's power over spirits of evil, you know, it, it derives from her bond with her Lord. She is the body of Christ and she speaks with Christ's authority. In our first reading, 
You know, Moses said that God would raise up a prophet like him who would be the prophet. And this prophecy was fulfilled in Jesus Christ, who is the definitive spokesman of God. To him, all must listen and obey, or else stand before God to give an account on our day of judgment. His word can free us from the grip of evil. You know, I think back again to that wise monk that I met on that retreat. When I asked him how he was doing, and he said, there's still a bit of the devil in me. The man in today's gospel was in the synagogue on the Sabbath, but was in need of healing. When the Lord reveals to us our weakness and need of healing, it is an opportunity for spiritual growth. The man in the synagogue, he, he enjoyed a new life after encountering, encountering Jesus. And Christ, he offers that, that same new life to us, my friends. To receive the new life of Jesus, he must increase and we must decrease. Amen.